0: Hi, Mike Work, the garden guy here from your Midwest Garden Podcast with Scott Sandstrom. We have Annie, the annual lady, over. Guess what? This is going to be an impromptu conversation. You're going to love it. Stick with us.
1: everybody, Mike and Annie stopped by. We were going to do some pre-production on her upcoming episode about Annie's annuals. And instead, things just went so smoothly, I just hit the record button and boom.
0: I know that when you follow our rambling on, you're going to find out a lot of information that we, Scott and I, didn't even know we were going to, you know, pull out of the ground or Annie for that matter. Pull out of the ground. (laughs) I thought we were planting this time. Okay, it's like a seed, man. It's going to germinate. No, this is cool. I think you're going to get a whole bunch of neat little information out of this. Yeah. That, that, I mean, randomly, you're going to hear some background noise, which is cool. But, Scott, this is live. It's like, you know, an in-concert detail thing, man. Stick with us. Hey, we'd like to thank Black Diamond Garden Centers for sponsoring your Midwest garden. We record this podcast on site at the Toledo location amidst all the smells of budding flowers, the manures, the chicken schmutz, you name it. If you're in the Toledo or Perrysburg, Ohio area, please stop by either Black Diamond location for all your gardening needs. And remember, ask someone who knows. This is Season 2, Episode 12 of Annie's Annuals. Welcome back to your Midwest garden with Michael Rourke and who are you? Uh, The rookie gardener. Scott Sandstrom. He's a producer extraordinaire. He doesn't know how to plant plants, but he definitely knows how to do things as far as technical attributes. I know how to plant plants. Green side up, Scott. Remember that.
1: Until Annie kicked me out of the warehouse for not planting them
0: correctly.
2: Well, that's because we don't plant them in the warehouse. Okay, that female voice that we got (laughs) there
0: is Annie. Annie, she's the annual Annie. Everybody's having a fun time right now, ridiculing each other. Annie, we're going to do this appropriately, properly, and remember what your grandmother said. Well, can I interrupt? Because I, No, Grandma didn't say that. No, the, Annie, let's
1: remind everybody, Annie, Annie was season one, episode four guest with Melissa with Planting with Plugs. Way back, episode four.
0: Yeah, Plugs, the nickname for Biden or Elton John. Those are the things that you put in the head so the hair will grow. We're talking <laughs> about plants All right? None of us are bald here. Well, no, none of us. I collect hairs out of the drain every time. After this episode, after the editing this
1: episode, I might be bald. You might be.
0: right. Okay, we're back with Annie. Annie, 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 your annuals. We talked about plugs a long time ago. Now, we're not going to talk about plugs anymore. We're going to talk about annuals. Can you tell us, tell everybody what the difference between an annual and a perennial is?
2: A perennial is something that comes back every year, and an annual is something that you have to plant every year. Okay,
0: now when you say something, are you talking plant or is this like a you know a migrating bird?
2: I'm talking plant. Okay, I'm thank you for plant, this. Yes. Is
0: yes, this is your Midwest Garden Podcast. Correct, correct. Now
1: that Mike knows what subject we're on.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, now <clears> we're going to <throat> elaborate a little bit more since the the annual plants only last for one year. Technically, up in this area. Now we're in a Midwest section zone, what five or six, somewhere around there. When it gets cold, these plants don't want to grow. They'll grow all season down in Georgia and Florida and that sort of place. I think those are zones eight, 10, 11. Why do you uh, place emphasis on growing annual flowers? I mean, when you can grow a perennial and I'll get to those later on, but why an annual?
2: Uh, I think the annuals are, um, a little more flashy for the most part. Um, Depends on what you're planting, but a lot of the perennials, you know, they will do like a summer flowering type of thing. Annuals are going to flower all all summer long, all spring long, that kind of st- that kind of thing.
1: It's a splash of color.
2: The splash of color. Um, you can't me.
1: get, you can't but, get anywhere else.
2: But you know, Hey, I, I change my mind 30 times a day. So I, if I don't like something, I don't. I'm not going to waste money on a perennial that I'm going to change next year anyhow.
0: Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, that's an attention deficit thing that you and I both have. We share that. That's a common denominator And that's
2: fine. So that's another reason that I I only plant annuals at my house. I just planted all my annuals yesterday and today, actually, and I switched it up from last year. Okay.
0: What kind did you put in there?
2: So I did um, moxie hot pink geraniums with some angel wings as a little silver accent. Those are new for us this year, and they are phenomenal. Okay. They're my favorite thing. I think I bought most of them. Well, um, yeah, you didn't allow
0: the customers to buy any. Oh did yeah, you?
2: I know. No, there's still some there, but I might have to buy them tomorrow because I need more. Um,
1: what, what are they?
0: What are, what makes
2: them so different that just, you guys wanted to grow? Them it's this just year? a. Um, it's a. The foliage is uh, silver, and it is. It's like lamb's ear, the perennial lamb's ear. It's fuzzy. You know, Mike, you like to touch things. You would, en- you, would enjoy, you would enjoy yes. touching this. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Um, and it's just, it grows tall, and it just is a real pretty silver color, and it just is great for, you know, a different. So you're talking a silver color from the foliage, not a flower. Yes, it's not a flower, yes. So
0: this will give the accent. It's more the like accent a color, yes. Okay, yes. so annuals An are there to give you not necessarily, like Scott said, the splash of color. Some people just like color all over the place. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. What's good. the hint? Are there specific annuals for shade, specific annuals for sun, specific annuals for north, south, east, or west, uh, traffic, kids, pets, you name it? What, what would you recommend? For instance, I got a heat-of-the-day front yard. What would you recommend that I put in?
2: Petunias. Well, I mean, sun, obviously, heat-of-the-day. Yes. Petunias, day. geraniums, love love heat. They love dry conditions. Um,
0: Can I do marigolds also?
2: Yeah, marigolds. Love sun. Right. Love heat. A lot of people use marigolds as borders because they think that well, they, they have the rabbits that stay away from the marigolds.
0: Well, believe it or not, you know Thomas Jackson. I don't know if you know him, but I do he's know using what they call Mexican marigolds to ward away insects. So mm. those are, I mean, might be something that Annie's annuals might want to produce next yeah, year. Yeah, we'll let to propagate. look into that. But no, I, I mean, okay. So heat of the day, petunias, geraniums. What about vinca? I well, mean, yeah. Let's get into that. Yeah, yeah, because the reason I'm... Because Jane,
1: dark, my wife, dun, 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 who dun, happens dun, to be dun,
0: co-owner dun, dun, of Black Diamond Incorporated, who's a sponsor of ours, at a point... So we ha- Why would you edit that out? So anyway,
1: the good part is, is like Vinca's, which I am learning there are annuals that will take the sun and some that won't. So like patients don't like the sun. They don't last around our pool at, at all. So we substitute Vinca... Which is pretty close. They're not they're that. The
0: impatient. They're, they're not, not.
1: They're
2: not that different looking. No, but vinkel will also tolerate shade too. So it's a double.
1: It is. So, uh, you know, we have these signs up above the annual section like shade annuals, mm-hmm. sunny annuals, and, uh, I mean, geez, I'm just learning that there really are sunny and shady annuals.
0: Okay, now, are there annuals that are basically designed for in-ground versus pots, containers, or hanging baskets? Or is it just, you know, you can just cram them in there, water them, fertilize them, and let them take their own course?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's going to be, like, say, petunias. There are a thousand different kind of petunias. There's wave petunias. There's super tunias. There's crazy tunias. Um, there's petunias that we sell in flats. I would say the ones that we sell in flats are good for landscaping beds, um, things like that. Uh, the crazy tunias are great for, uh, like, um, container Containers, hanging baskets, windows, window boxes, those those grow more upright and they don't spread as much.
0: What are the ones that you call that the, the cascade out and down, that are formulated to do that? The
2: supertunias or the wave petunias, okay. both, both will cascade. Uh, the wave petunia is more vigorous than, I'd say, than any of the petunias, um, especially in this area. You
0: know, primarily, you'd put those in a pot or a container, right?
2: No, I'd say the, the wave petun are we talking about the wave petunias? Yeah. I'd say it the was- wave petunias would go in a in a in a landscaping bed because those are going to take over anything. You could put them in a you really? could definitely put them in a um pot or in a hanging basket, but their their root system is so deep, they're going to take over pretty much anything. Well, I think
0: most people thought that they were there for to cascade out and down from a container. And
2: they will, but those are more more so the super tunias that will cascade. Though that root system is not as deep. Okay. Um so that would be better for like a hanging basket. Like our combos, we have some some petunias with our combos in there. What
0: about what they call
2: deadheading? Ugh.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a comment there.
2: I, d- I, d- we got to talk so much about petunias, and I just don't even. I'm not. I'm not a fan of petunias because of the deadheading. Because well, then be
1: honest. Wait. 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 P- I learned something here. I learned yeah, something. That's here. why I'm asking. I'm do- I did my homework as usual. I found out that the best way to do a petunia deadheading is you just. Can't like spin the bloom off. The the one of the owners of Black Diamond is looking at me and saying, "No, yeah, you're right. Keep Red going." Bird. See, some oh, of yeah. us get to leave your studio. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I got to put a new key on the door uh, and the lock. No. <laughs> so no, the petunias. What I learned is is so you have your flower, and behind the flower, you have like a five. It's almost like a cradle or what do you call it, Mike? Is there a technical name for it? I call it you a know. star. A star, yes. Yeah. A star. You have to take that off because in the bottom of that star is the actual seed, and you need to take that off. Otherwise, the petunia thinks it's time
0: to seed, so they're going to stop blooming. It thinks it's pregnant, and it's going to swell up, kind of like what we yeah. talked about a pollinating, pollinating last time.
1: So, in order to get more blooms... <laughs> and
2: Imagine in, in Michael get Rourke more. getting off track. Shocker.
1: <laughs> yeah, our, our audience knows this. <laughs> so, but in order to get the blooms, it, you, when you deadhead a petunia, you need to take that star off. You need to go down like
0: a quarter inch or whatever past and what you think off. and pinch that off. So it'll produce multitude of more flowers so that it can get pregnant again. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm- well, that's why that's why they produce the flowers so that they can get more pollination from the bumblebees, the hummingbirds, the Q-tips, uh, the the honeybees, things of that nature. And but that star definitely conceals and holds the seed. And if you don't do that, it's just going to get leggy and ugly looking. Well, why do you hate petunias?
2: This, I, this is going to be real weird, but it, they are so sticky.
0: That's, honestly, the honestly, they are, sticky.
2: they are so sticky. And yeah. when you have to deadhead them, like Scott was just saying, you know, you have to pinch them off, not on the actual uh, flower on the bloom there, but beyond that. But still, the the bloom's just so sticky and the leaves are sticky and I just, I'm not a fan. And, I don't know. And you, she's
1: right because before I left work today, we have a petunia out front hanging as part of the display and I practiced deadheading that star. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife just walked in front of the camera. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I, pr- I I practiced, you know, and they, they are sticky.
2: They're very sticky and they're gross. And I, I wear gloves when I take them off, and then you gotta I wash my gloves like I'm washing my hands because we're, I. Can't we're
0: talking see them. with Annie Harmon. Well, actually, Annie Trap Harmon, the Annie's Annuals over there at Black Diamond Incorporated, and she can deal with anything from manure to changing diapers. But you know, petunias are icky so she doesn't like to play with them. Uh, okay, what 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 do you consider not so icky then as far as your annuals? What do you prefer to use in in any garden, whether it's shade, sun, north, southeast, or west?
2: Oh, my gosh. My favorite annual, I think, of all time is the New Guinea Impatient. I have a lot of shade at my house. Uh, growing up, my, my mom and dad always had shade at their house, and so we always went with some sort of Impatient. And the New Guinea is just beautiful. The blooms are huge. The colors are so vibrant. They're just beautiful all around. Say you, beautiful again. Beautiful. You
0: propagate these, all of them. I mean, you do the ordering for, for Black Diamond also, right? About how many, you don't have to give me an exact, but how many different varieties, not the not in total plants, but I'll get to that one next, but how many different varieties of annuals do you order? And are they in flats or are they strictly in three-and-a-half, four-inch pots?
2: What? Uh, I'd say probably a couple hundred different varieties. Um that, that meaning, you know, we do petunias, but we do super tunias. We do crazy tunias. We do, uh, wave petunias. So that would all be in that, in that count. Um, we grow mostly in four and a half inch rounds, but, uh, this year we actually went back to growing in flats, uh, because last year was such an amazing year all around. Everybody wanted to do so many, so many different things out in the yard. I think we were all stuck home and, COVID. Uh, COVID. It was COVID. Yeah. Everybody wanted to get out and do something maybe that they don't usually do or that they don't usually spend too much time on doing. And that, I think, was gardening in our area for the most part. And all those people were apparently pleased with that because they have come back again this year. And so. Uh,
1: so what medium do you use? In planting. When soil bent <laughs> Well, the. This is a bad question because I know the answer because I fill these pots.
2: (laughs) I am going to give the wrong answer because I'm going to call it 3B, which is what we used to call it years ago. And I now have to just call it the one with perlite to not you, but other people that have to fill up the hopper and things like that. The one with perlite because our other medium is um, for perennials and that's got, you know, different stuff in it. It's not like the potting soil, but the one with 3B is my answer.
0: Now, basically, three B's got a combination of bark fines. Can you
1: talk the, into the mic? It's a 3B's radio. Three B's
0: got a com- well. Scott moved the damn thing, and I'm not allowed to get anywhere near it.
1: The three B is a brand name, or is that something that's actually in the dirt? Or can you help define? Well, or can you define this? A the little first bit?
0: cardinal sin was you called it dirt.
1: I know right? that's I, all right. I should have learned I did good at the soil show, but
0: well, okay. This the is medium, the medium, that, you the were medium trying to that impress any our listeners. Yes. annuals in it's a professional mix. It is. It is. It comes from Canada, believe it or not. But they incorporate composted uh, bark vines. They incorporate peat moss or peat humus in there, and uh, they they also have bark in there as well for aeration. Now, when she's talking about the perlite, the perlite's also to increase the aeration in the soil or the medium that they're planting in so that the root system can start to establish itself a lot quicker than if you didn't have that in there.
1: So does that perlite also make it easier because you're transplanting from a like a three-pack or plastic or a four-and-a-half-inch round? Does that help when I'm planting it in my pot at home? in that transition. Yes, at all? It,
0: yes and no, it depends. It depends on what you're going to be planting. Now we can get really technical. I mean, if you're going to be doing impatience alone, I mean, they don't have a deep root base to it. So yes, you're going to have to aerate and allow for drainage too. If you don't have proper drainage, they're just going to dampen off and they're going to, you know, die on you. But if you've got the perlite that's in there, an equal, not equal amount, but a, an ample amount of perlite mixed in with bark fines, peat humus. It's kind of like even this bumper crop that we've been utilizing all this time, except that it's lacking the, the seashells for the calcium, but it helps the root system establish itself. So the perlite is a benefit. Sometimes you need plant or soils with more re- retention of water. Um, uh, certain plants, well, like Annie was saying, and, um, your petunias, you don't need a lot of water for those. You need drainage. Uh, geraniums, you don't need a lot of water for those. You need drainage. But when you get the things like the New Guinea impatiens, or you get to a uh, uh, standard impatience. You're going to need a little bit more of a, a a water retention than you would normally do, since they're not going to be in the soil. Speaking of bumper crop,
1: we actually had uh, a client came in today, at the store, and was like, "I'm doing a bed, and I need." There's something about cake, and I said. Oh, I said, oh, Somebody listened. Some one of our viewers came into really? the story, yeah, and it's like a cake and icing, and I'm like, I gotcha.
2: So was that the is that the podcast that was playing at Black Diamond today that I heard where she was talking about bumper crop?
1: It, it's probably that episode. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. How yes. they heard it, I don't know. I but, love bumper crop. But to quickly explain that, when people are building garden beds and stuff, I said two thirds topsoil, one third bumper crop. That's your. So you have your cake as your topsoil and your icing is the good stuff in bumper crop.
0: Having your cake and eat it too. And they
1: remembered that phrase and that helped them, you know, make their purchase. And oh, bing, bang, that's boom. great.
2: I can't believe you're just now telling us this. That's Well, that's because you didn't that's listen sweet. to the podcast. Yeah, that's it amazing. Was, it
0: was a long day. It was a very long <laughs> day. It's been a hey, long I was week. there too. Yeah, it's been a long week. Oh, I want to turn off Scott and Mike. And see, that's old. Right well, there.
2: I... I this is the first day that we were playing the podcast at work uh, in the annual section and in the perennial section so that all of the shoppers could hear. And all I was saying when I got here simply was that I'd heard your voice all day long already. And I was wondering how much longer I'd be hearing it today.
0: <laughs> Should I be insulted? <laughs> I'm no, sorry, t- only the... <laughs> Only
1: the margaritas should be salted, Mike. Yeah, we're
0: getting really, really, really weird. Vod- here. <laughs> vodka drinks should be insulted. Well, unsalted. Unsalted. Some of the vodkas you can eliminate all of the ice. You can eliminate the salt. You can eliminate anything. A martini, a vodka martini, Anita. Anita would be. Are we now
2: on an alcohol podcast? Because I can (laughs) bring my husband and Jane in right now. Everybody's going to be on for that.
1: You can talk all day long. This is a Sunday night free-for-all. This really is. After
2: Annie's annuals.
1: 14 days of straight work. (laughs) No, in the Annie's annuals, in case people missed it, back on season one, episode four, she and Melissa were talking about what they like to plant. Melissa liked perennials. But and
2: Melissa is our, is our head grower. Yes. Just, and and she grows heads, and Annie grows <laughs>
1: flowers, <laughs> sh- sh- shrunken <laughs> skulls. And so Annie goes, no, I don't like that medium, Mike, not dirt.
2: Oh, yes, 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 yes. And
1: I just gravitate towards the annuals because that 3B material feels good in my hands, and I don't mind it in... And you even mentioned you don't even use gloves that you like.
2: I do not. When
1: you're planting, Mm -hmm. you like to be able to feel where that plant is going to go and you're pushing the soil a certain way or something like that. Yeah,
2: I'm real weird. I don't like to wear gloves unless I'm deadheading petunias. But even still, like we just discussed, that still gets my gloves sticky. However, I'm very lucky that Melissa enjoys planting the perennials she enjoys planting everything obviously um but i i just i don't like doing the perennials because of that because of that medium so the so annual- in that
1: show in that show we coined the phrase annie's annuals right yes, and right. not only did we do that i ended up making a sign for annie
2: oh and i love and it over the see- annuals
1: and i'll i'll post that picture on you facebook should,
2: and it's amazing I want to. I want to take that home when it's like <laughs> when it gets to when it gets to you know I'll dingy. You, I'll make you a second. <laughs> okay, so, good.
0: So all right. So Annie's annuals we've got going. Annie is responsible again. This is your Midwest Garden Podcast. Case anybody lost track. Um, and my all name's of Mike, us have. I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. <laughs> Scott Sandstrom is right now having a blast trying to figure out any information he can get from Annie without pulling eye teeth. Now Annie on one hand, has just finished talking about what she prefers as far as a, a medium or soil. Now, I have a, I have a question for her. Uh, when it comes down to the soil, and we found out you don't like ucky or yucky little sticky stuff, what is it about the soil you don't like? When, about uh, the, the perennial perennials? soil? Yeah.
2: It's just too rough. It's too rough. It's almost so, mulchish. It is, it, it is mulchish. Mulchy. <laughs> it's mulchy. Um, like Mike said, there's what bark finds in there, yeah. things like that. Okay. So since I don't like to wear gloves, unless I'm doing something, you know,
1: with petunias
2: with petunias or <laughs> like, like now, now I wear gloves every day because I'm picking off the flats off the ground and picking up the flats off the ground and cutting your fingers. There's always spiders. I know. I know. <laughs> but there's always spiders, always spiders. Still a girl. Always spiders.
0: That was an edit point.
2: <laughs> uh, no, that's not. Does anybody that a point.
0: remember Charlie hated spiders and so did your uncle Hal Harmon? Uh, I mean, he <laughs> ran like a
1: Bat. out of purgatory no. when he uh, saw a spider. Do you, do you just just mentioning spiders and flowers and planting is just gonna the numbers on this episode are gonna skyrocket. Yeah. Spiders okay. are
2: cool. I, okay, that's that's great.
0: But you don't want them in your gloves.
2: I don't want them on my hands. So um, when I when I grab the flats off the ground to bring them up, this woman to has sell. three
0: children right now, two of which are still in diapers, <laughs> and she just doesn't like to get her hands ucky. How know, does this it's work not, out? It's
2: not about getting them ucky, well, with the petunias, it's about getting them ucky. I don't want that. Well, on what my are hands. spiders? Spiders just freak me out. I just don't like spiders. Okay.
0: People, you're listening to your Midwest Garden podcast. We're talking with regular people here. Okay,
2: I don't okay Annie. regular people. I just don't like bugs, which is saying a lot because I work in a greenhouse. I've worked there since I was sixteen, now thirty-three. Well, okay. My we're entire talk adult about bugs. life I have worked around bugs and around all that kind of stuff, and I still am scared to death. I I like well, a pinky nail. So what, what you wait kill baby where, spiders?
1: Where, they're growing these
0: annuals. They got aphids. That's what I was gonna to lead to. What are you using?
2: So we're mostly doing beneficials. This was Melissa's idea this year, our head grower, and the beneficials actually have worked extremely well. We've Explain had a few. what a
0: beneficial is. A
2: beneficial is a insect that is beneficial to the plants and it basically will eat the Aphids. bad insect. The bad okay. insect.
0: Okay, but these are these are the only insects that you consider to be good.
2: The beneficials, yeah. I mean, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Bumblebees are good. You know, all the all these different things. Are, all these other insects are good. Spiders are good. I get that. I know that. I just think they're disgusting. I don't want them touching me. I don't want them crawling on my arms. Today, I was very proud of myself though because I picked up a flat and one crawled up my arm. And instead of screaming and dropping the flat, which I've done twelve times already this year, I just blew it off my arm and it was fine. But it was I am a totally very. Impressed. I know. Thank you. Thank you. I
1: am. I really am. Remind me to talk to payroll and have her deducted 12 flats. (laughs) (laughs) When you're growing these, I mean, some stuff's on the ground, some stuff's on tables. Your your annuals are also in baskets, so I I know those are, like, placed on tables to start them growing over the edges before we hang them up. What about annual baskets? What is the the accent pieces that you add that are— not part of the annual flower, but it makes a great combo.
0: Give them a three-dimensional aspect. High, medium, low, cascading. And cascading. Okay. And and then not only that, but, you know, those white, ugly
1: hanging pots. Mm-hmm. We we change color, and, and there's a design now to them. It's not just that white, ugly, you get, it's, it's, hit us, Annie, tell okay. us the whole story. Okay, so
2: I'm going to go back to us starting the hanging baskets on the tables. The reason we do that and the reason that we start other things on tables is so that we can keep a better eye on them when they're first starting out. Some things don't need as much water. Um, some things need more water. Some things are very susceptible to bugs, things like that. So we want to keep a better eye on them. Um, and with the uh, hanging baskets, we also fertilize those. We fertilize everything, obviously, but we fertilize those with a Nutri-Coat type of fertilizer. So... That explain we, that. So NutriCoat is um like a granular. So we put, you know, a, a tablespoon or however many tablespoons or whatever, whatever the size of the pot is. And honestly, that just saves our back, not having to bend over on the ground. So we do right, that, but right. also we af- we don't we don't put the hangers on right away on the hanging baskets. So yep. that as well saves our back. It's just right there. You know to be able to do that, and then we tag them, and then after they're after they're done and they're grown up, they're grown up a little bit after they do their little growing up, hey, big boys and girls, little big guys and girls. After they do that, uh, then we hang them up, we put them in the sky. And Scott, I know every year you keep saying, "Let me know when you're going to hang a ton of hanging baskets," because I would love to do a time lapse video. I know, and so every cool. year I'm in the middle of hanging a line, and I'm like, "Ugh, Scott." We're doing baskets. you got a job to do, man.
1: <laughs> but I want to tell everybody, and and like the past two, this past week, and especially for garden center employees, they all get a high five from all of us because it was just an incredible amount of people all coming at the same time. Well, with, it's it's almost like a, a Black Friday. For,
2: yes, for absolutely, people. absolutely.
1: So we need to talk a little bit more about deadheading before we get into fertilization. Why? Because I said so.
2: Okay, I'm in. I'm in. So,
1: but because I brought up the deadheading, the petunias, and how you had to get the star. Sticky, yeah. What else are you deadheading?
2: You are dead. Okay, so often enough. Often is geraniums, 100% geraniums. And unlike the petunias, you have to follow the stalk all the way down to the crotch, or I was going to say the elbow. Is it the crotch? It's the crotch. We're gonna say the crotch. Okay, it's the We're crotch. Going all I was the gonna way say the elbow. it's gonna be the crotch. The was, elbow's
0: only yes, halfway Yes, I get that, down. but
2: I was gonna be a little bit um more PG with that. But we'll do the crotch. It's down to the crotch and you snap it off. Ooh. Why do you deadhead? So what you deadhead is the point? to promote more blooms. You promote more blooms and uh for the foliage to get fuller and you know, all that kind of stuff. So fun little fact, when Melissa and I plant all of our annuals, for the most part. When they're still in their plug tray, uh, we pull them out, and if they have blooms on them or, you know, if they are too tall or anything like that, too leggy or anything like that, we give them a good little snip-snip, or Ooh. we give them a <laughs> give them a good little deadhead.
0: Leave it to a woman to do that. <laughs> Ow. When you did snip snip, every male that was in here crossed his legs.
2: Well, you know, three babies, that'll do it to you.
0: Wow. <laughs> Okay, we got another pause here. Anywho. Now let's go to fertilization. I'm I'm afraid to go to fertilization now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a big no-no after the snip snip. (laughs) And the star. (laughs) And the star. star, Yikes.
0: Now that we've, we've happily discovered why you deadhead, so that you can multiply the flowers, right? Correct. Okay. Since we already figured that one out, why... Well, yeah, Am I going to lead into something that you? Uh,
2: sure. I mean, are you going to lead into geraniums? Because I'd love yeah, to talk more I mean, about geraniums there, since I planted those yesterday. Yes, but you planted them.
0: you planted them from both root and from seed.
2: I planted zonal geraniums, so that is well, from zonal, a cutting.
0: That's a cutting. That okay. is from
2: a cutting. The seed geraniums are from seed, obviously. And uh, see, this is this is interesting to me because I was always under the impression in our area that these zonal geraniums perform better. They're larger. The blooms are larger. The stalks are larger. I was reading an article recently and it said that zonal geraniums in this other specific area, which I did not see, it was probably Georgia or something like that. They, they have the seed geraniums that perform better. Now, what do you think about that, Mike? Because I feel that I only ever plant zonal geraniums.
0: The zonal geraniums are going to give you the benefit of immediate gratification. Absolutely. You're going to have a fuller Prettier-looking plant sooner. But then the old-timers, pre-World War II, even just after World War II, they would dig their geraniums up and dry the roots out and hang them in their basement and plant them again the next year. Those are the zonals. So basically, yes, that is the root start or the zonal geraniums. They would hang them so that they would dry. It's kind of like taking dahlia tubers. I love dahlias. And allowing them to dry also Mm -hmm. so you can plant the next season. Now, the zonals or the, the roots, they give you that almost immediate gratification. It'll give you the larger bloom, much larger. When you pinch that back down to the crotch or the elbow, it depends on how far you want to go down. Um,
2: you should it, all go all the way down, though.
0: Well, that's what they all say. <sighs> but go as down as low as you possibly can for the benefit <clears throat> of having a better explosion as far as flowers go. So you're going to get a multitude of flowers for pinching it all the way down. The thing that I don't really recommend you do that to is to the seed geraniums.
2: Right, and those are supposed to be self. Uh... You don't want to say self pollinating. No, 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 not self pollinating. Self cleaning, self cleaning. Yeah, well, stimulating. Self cleaning. Yeah, yeah. All right. So those those blooms, but those blooms are not as big. They're not going to be as big. No, but no, no. You save the root on them from each year. Okay, and that's fine. And then you do it by seed. Yes. Then you do it by seed. So again, not to be completely completely ADD and go back to wave petunias and, you know, supertunias and seed geraniums and zonal geraniums. However, the seed geraniums and the wave petunias are both started from seed. I both. believe. Yes. yes. So that is going to be um, a better bang for your buck for a lot of things because the seed geraniums are much, much, much cheaper. But much less expensive. Less but expensive. Here's, I knew that's what you wanted to here's say.
0: The, here's the quickie. My point is to go from to make the seed geranium just as beneficial as the zonal or the root start is to fertilize them, and you give them a boatload. Absolutely. Of of let's just say this this name brand if they want to sponsor our program. This is your Midwest Pardon Podcast. Your and pardon, pardon? What's a pardon? Oh,
2: your Midwest Pardon. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Please, sir. I'm, a, I'm gonna money. capitalize
0: on everybody's. <laughs> no, Miracle Grow. <girl. laughs> Once a week for three weeks, one tablespoon per gallon of water. Okay. those are going to kick! I have a follow up to that. Go for it.
1: But I need to ask this question first: Zonal versus seed. What? What is really the difference in growing? Let's let's. He wasn't listening. listening. I'm no, telling because you. No. I'm
2: telling you that the difference in growing in this area, I would say, is that the zonal is obviously going to have a bigger bloom. It is. It's going to be a bigger plant. However, Mike is saying that if you are going to continuously fertilize with something like miracle Grow, uh, an all-purpose fertilizer you are going to get the same product that's what i read that's what i also read in this in this article but i don't i don't think that's true for this area but uh, i'm going to disagree with you does one
0: grow taller and one grow wider it depends on how you pinch them back depends
2: They're on how good. you pinch them back and it also depends on which type of zonal geranium There are several, several different types of zonal geraniums, and that's that's also a big difference between. That's what I thought the difference. There's vining geraniums. There's the ivy geraniums. The vining, the Martha Washington. But that's the one I was going to hit. I mean, so many different. There's perennial geraniums. I mean, it's not anything like an annual geranium, but there's just geraniums. Cranesbill. Yes, correct. You learned that yesterday, did you not? Was it Friday? I did. Yes.
1: Yes, 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 yes. You mentioned fertilization, and I need to get to what we do around the pool. With the, all of our- You
0: fertilize? That's in your private time, people? We do,
1: oh, we do Vinca primarily because we have uh, like six hours of sun. I mean, it's a pool. Don't oh, yeah. you want sun? Cut yeah. down the trees.
0: So. Well, now <clears throat> she used to- your, 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 your So wife first to.
1: of all, this is not visual. So when you point at somebody and say she, nobody can see I that. I referred
0: to your wife. Your wife used to go with impatience and begonias. I mean that was it was it was an annual event that she would not uh, yeah wax begonias she would put in there too, but she discovered I don't know how maybe it was through the discussion with Annie that the vinca would tolerate the heat in the sun much better than the begonias and her patients that she used in the past.
1: Correct, but I want to get into fertilization because you know
0: it's time. It's time to fertilize. You're right. (laughs)
1: No, but because mm-hmm. what we've done is and it's so convenient and you brought up Miracle Grow is that we use the bloom builder, the liquid spray as we water. And this stuff is it it is a Miracle Grow. It, Bravo. It works so well. It's so easy. I mean, so let's you you spend what 20 bucks on this mechanism that attaches to your hose. That mechanism has been in the family for years now. Mm. So, you know, it's not that expensive. You buy these new bottles every year, and we buy the, you know, it's, it's the Bloom Builder. The Bloom Builder. It,
0: and why do you do the Bloom Builder? Because it's got that added, thing, that not added ingredient, but it's super phosphorus. And the plant's going to use it. You're not going to pollute the, the aquifer or the environment the environment. No, 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 not at all. The plants use that almost immediately when, right. you, when you spray it onto the plant. Right. Early evening hour only after 7 o'clock during the growing season.
1: Okay, go well, ahead. But it worked. It's a fantastic combination. We have it down. I mean, we have what, like sixteen, uh, you know, containers. Containers that are like window basket size. I yeah, mean, they
2: always look great.
1: I mean, there's we have a bunch of them. Somehow we know
0: how to get things. Not and-
2: somehow. You, you just know. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a, you got a um, place when you
0: own the place. But see, your it, wife also puts in things to give you texture and height and terracing. Yeah. I mean, you've got what they call springer eye. You've got what they call spikes. You've also got vinca that's a vine that you add to it to give texture all the way around. I mean, your pots and containers look super out there. Is that because of Scott and your wife, or is it strictly your wife's benefit because she talks to Annie a lot? I clean the hose up.
2: So I'm going to cut in here, and I'm going to say that this is because of Jane and solely Jane, not because of— That's Scott's wife. Yes, Scott's wife, yes, because— since I started at Black Diamond, which was many, many moons ago, full uh, moons, yes, probably, <laughs> probably, uh, she has always she has always known exactly what she wanted. She's known where she was going to put it, and it has always performed extremely well in those areas. So she knows what she's doing. But like she's it's like, into it's, it. like it's like she's it's like she's been around the the block with flowers at a time or two, yeah. We
1: do experiment. <laughs> I will say we do experiment with certain things. You know, I'm so, gonna, like, so that what? we, you know, but that, that will, benefits but the company yes, in the end. Yes.
2: And again, though, you do love, Jane loves her bonfire begonias, hanging baskets. She loves them. She just, she messaged me a couple of days ago and said, Are my little orange bonfire guys ready? And I said, They are still just a little bit too small.
0: Okay. Well, why does Scott's wife like them so much? I mean, you get, believe it or not, we do have maybe two or three listeners that do follow our advice. And they basically would like to know why,
2: <laughs> well, you might have to ask Scott's wife, Jane, for her opinion. However, I would say that it's because it they take the heat. they I know exactly where they put them every single year. They put them on their front porch, but the bonfires are especially spicy. so scott, why does why does Jane, your wife, enjoy the bonfires?
1: I'd tell you why because those take the heat. they We hang them on the front of the house. And then we get like six, seven hours of direct sunlight. There are no trees. And they just take the heat and the sun. Begonia. Yeah, the bonfires. Well, okay,
0: so that's why she likes them.
1: And all we do is water them. Now, when we water them, I I have been instructed by said person how to water them. And you just, I mean, we just soak them. You sit there and wait till the water runs out of the bottom. bottom, right? You you just soak them and give them a nice drink. You know, I mean, we're doing it pretty much once a day, but, you know, it's a nice evening thing well, to do. No, no big no, deal. Now, you
0: see, you're, you're, you're confirming everything that I have been been trying to get a point out. When it comes down to the, the, the plants, you can grow an impatient and full direct sun if you wanted to. It's just that you're going to have to alternate. Now, I've done it for years. It's that liquid fertilizer with that bloom booster in it, which is phosphorus, once a week for three weeks, that sucker gets knee high well before the Fourth of July, and it shades the soil, keeps the moisture in the soil, and allows the plant to kick in.
1: Well, we don't. I mean, uh, up front, I mean, we will use the Bloom Builder up there, but it's not consistent as you are. Well, with, with the once, but I mean, we do use it. I mean, that's it, pretty much all of our flowers in the back. That that Miracle Grow Liquid
0: Bloom works fantastic. It on. works wonderful. I mean, that again, you can't really overdo it. You can only do it at the wrong times of the day. I mean, if you do it three times a day, then, yeah, you, got, you, you shouldn't be planting. But when it comes down to other types of annuals that like the sun, like the shade. Um, Annie, you've been growing. How many total plants did you have this year?
2: Gosh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Thousands.
0: Thousands? No, tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Come On. Yes, yes, yes. You planted tens of thousands of annuals.
2: I, not myself, no, but... You know, Melissa and I and a team and a a great team of people did plant that many. Yes, yes, yes. Melissa and I started doing orders. uh, I think We may have talked about this in our last podcast. We start doing orders in July, August, September-ish. For the next season. For the next planting season, yes. And so I think hopefully we will do it a little earlier this year only because everything is fresh in our mind at that time. What I mean by that is uh, if we don't sell one specific color of one you know one specific plant then we will try and cut it down a little bit next year if it doesn't perform as well this past year then we'll try and cut it down a little bit next year it's not like
1: but this year was tough because last year being covid yeah that's what people weren't in and so they were kind of guesstimating
2: i feel i feel different about that because last year we sold out of Absolutely. That's what I was going to But I think anybody
1: I think everybody so, would take anything yes. because that's what it was. And so
2: that's what I mean. So when you say it's tough, I agree with that, Scott. I agree that it was tough for us to do ordering this year because yeah. we had no idea if people were going to again follow suit with with planting and wanting to, you know, go and and get anything or everything that they could get so it was difficult for us to know should we up how much should we up our stock how much should we up everything then here's
0: my my lead my my my, last year you ran out of plants
2: correct absolutely ran out of everything
0: so this year all right what time of the year did you run out of them oh
2: man i don't last year i feel like was a blur so honestly i don't know yeah last year i don't remember
0: some of the suppliers were like
1: we don't know where covid's going we're only going to plant half
0: of what we normally do i want to know what, what she planted she and melissa planted when did they think they ran out
2: i i honestly don't i can't tell you an exact date but they i would say it's probably in in, june, in, in in june in june or All july right. so that being said we did uh, we did order uh several more several more things that we specifically plant because from then a supplier we, from a, Well, we plant things, yes, from plugs, but from the supplier, they told you, Scott, didn't they tell you that they were going to up their planting? And so most of our flats come from a supplier, Broadbeck, Greenhouse.
0: That's a nice plug for them. Absolutely. We love
2: Broadbeck. They're amazing. They're an amazing company. That's a Midwest company. It's a family-owned thing. They're great. Let's just
1: say with COVID, the 4th of July, there's usually still... All, all those tables are still filled,
2: filled, filled with annual. The porch is still filled. And last, you were empty.
1: Last year we
0: were
2: empty, empty. and empty.
1: shutting down the annual yeah, section. Yeah, yeah. And nobody
0: knew that there was COVID that was going to come around the corner the following season. So you prepped for a full season the previous July. You were out, totally out, the following July. And do you think, that the prospectus right now, that you're going to do something similar this year? Uh,
2: we are – Okay, so here's something. I did not work yesterday, a Saturday. Today is Sunday. Uh, I I worked on on this past Friday. I stocked up the entire porch. Our entire annual section was completely stocked. I did not work Saturday, like I said. I came in today, this morning, at 7 a.m., Sunday, and there were trays and trays and trays of just empty trays, just empty trays absolutely everywhere. I came in at 7 a.m. and loaded up probably –
1: it was nine de- racks. It was decimated. So the COVID that. is and basically. It's amazing.
2: And I love that feeling. I love having that feeling of everything getting, sold. going out the door and just knowing that people are so happy to have it. And, and the same with the flats. The but same with the flats. what we're flats.
0: noticing is the trend that people are staying home. They're not spending the buck to go yep. way out anywhere else. Well, they're going to well,
1: focus on their immediate environment. But, there, the flowers, but they're also trained from last year knowing
2: that absolutely. everything
0: went away. Like that, well, and, and I'm that's also what we saying, were hoping for. I don't think things are going to come back to what we considered normal. So this is now the new normal, and that's fine. No, that's fine. I hate, that fine. I okay, hate it too,
2: but it's the new if, normal. If the new normal is going to be people, you know, taking advantage of their own homes and you know Staying spending money, we're and taking making this their is their the benefit of your great.
0: Midwest Garden Podcast too. Absolutely, we're helping people know what what end to put up. Before Scott even started doing this, he was the extraordinary editor, you know, producer, etc. But he didn't know which end to put the flower in the ground. It was, he's Come going, on. these stringy things, he, these are rude. Maybe a ball, but I know right. But now, I mean, I'm saying that everybody that's listening to this are gaining some type of information as to what to do, when to do it. And that's why we asked you on board. Because, oh, nice. you know, years past, Annie, you did state that, again, you didn't give a rat's terrier what oh, an annual was. No, I,
2: like I said earlier, I started at Black Diamond when I was 16. It was my very first job. My grandma knew the owner. Uh, and he, you know, basically just pushed me into this role and I just basically grew up with black diamond and Scott and Jane have become my family more than I can ever say. And Mike, I know you don't want to claim me, but you're my family as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, really I'm 33 now and I cannot imagine working anywhere else. They, they treat me like I'm, I'm the best thing that. I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Since the princess. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But honestly, it's a it's a great place. So I I truly take pride in growing growing the annuals and even those dang perennials with that terrible medium.
0: Well, wait but, a minute. You, know, you don't you don't like perennials? We're gonna talk. We're gonna have you do. on board with perennials later on. But we're gonna we're gonna basically finish up. You don't want to give perennials a bad name because no, I'm not giving perennials
2: a bad name. I just planted a ton at my mom's house today. Well,
0: all right. Now, now to finish up on these annuals, as far as your deadheading, the fertilization, the difference between let's say the seed begonias or seed geraniums and the root starts, which you called zonal. um, Is there anything that I mean? These four and a half inch pots that you've been filling forever. And and that's on the porch at Black Diamond in Toledo. Um, what is what what? These seem specialty plants like bacopa. You're not going to go ahead and plant that as a, as an individual plant in somebody's you know
2: bed, are you? No, there's several different types of plants. I mean, I, I think on, somebody came into Black Diamond a couple of years ago and they said something about a grower, something about a trailer, and something about um a, like a, something tall. So. I don't remember exactly what it was, but so if you're going to plant in a container, you're gonna want something that's taller. You're gonna want something that's going to fill out the pot, and then you're gonna want something that trails down. Depending on the pot, it's so layers, they, yeah, it's layers. layers, absolutely. If you go to Pinterest and you say, "What should I plant in my pot?" it's gonna give you 50 million bajillion different reviews. I easy. don't know how to do. I don't know how to do Pinterest, but that's what the lady said. So, anyhow. They, there's several different kinds of things that you can do. So I'm just going to give you my favorite. What I did in my actual container at home yesterday was for my tall item, I did a Prince Tut. Uh, We, we carry at Black Diamond, Toledo and Perrysburg. Uh, Prince Tut
0: is basically a, it's a, it's a papyrus.
2: Yes. And we grow them. We grow all of them at the Toledo location and we ship them out to Perrysburg.
0: King Tut's.
2: So we do King Tuts, Prince King,
1: Tuts. King Tuts are so big. They're huge. Oh, yes. They're, they're, they, large. They, they're, they're huge. huge. They bend over. It's yes. like you're in the middle it, of, gotta of the Nile you got to be careful King Tuts. They you're, bend
0: over. You're in the Nile River. I'm if, sorry, Annie. You need Annie. You're fine. a machine. I, you're I, fine. I, I, you're I j- fine. jumped on the. It's okay.
2: We King get it. Tut. We get it. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Where's
0: Steve Martin? You even Wendy, we were born then. But okay.
2: Oh, yeah. Speaking of King Tut, my mom saw him and has photos of him as King Tut. Doesn't have him in that, like, Gold yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah, she's got photos. I think she's got a King signature. Tut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Steve Martin. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm sorry. Anywho, so you did your tuts.
2: Back to the tots. Back the to the tots. So we do Prince Tuts, King Tuts, Baby Tuts. So I think what I was saying was in my container at home, I did a Prince Tut. I did some Moxie hot pink geraniums because hot pink is my color. It's my favorite color. Hot pink Moxie geraniums and some Mojo orange. Moxie geraniums. Or I'm sorry, not Moxie. Mojo Orange Geraniums. Then as the trailer, I did good old fashioned lime green licorice sweet, potato plant? Vine.
0: sweet potato vine. No,
2: but the licorice plant was so difficult to I had to decide. I had to decide between the the licorice plant and the And the Sweet Potato Vine. And the Creepy Jenny. I love them all. I can't decide ever, ever, ever. These are all fillers.
0: If If, you understand people and you're listening to Annie here, she's now on a roll. Oh, I
2: love them. They're the trailers. And if my husband, Tony, cared, I would ask him his opinion, but he doesn't. He's always like, oh, whatever you want, whatever you want. So
1: Sweet Potato Vine. Sweet Potato Vine. You got to be careful with Sweet Potato Vine because the squirrel likes it more than anybody else.
2: Well, I don't have any problems with squirrels. You know why? Because I feed them. They eat out of my hand. They're so cute.
1: I, I Mike, Annie, I'm going to take a little thunder away from, well, Annie here. Annie, I, I'm going to speak for her if I can, because I think they did something really cool that I didn't know they were doing this year between her and Melissa. Well, they're modest as heck. They came up with the six-pack. I, I call it the six-pack, but it's really cool.
0: Well, now... You
1: want to ask what the six-pack I'm gonna, is? I'm going
0: to ask what it is. Does it have anything to do with, you know, container growing? Because, you know... No, 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 no. no. It, this is cool. So...
1: You know how, like, a lot of people were, like, they come in and see the mixed combos of, like, uh, floor pots yeah. or, or even hanging baskets. Yeah. And they were, like, ooh, those, the, all those color combinations are really cool. Right. So instead of, like, people coming in and want, can you build me this with those flowers or something, but they took the idea of putting six plants or, you know, maybe two, two and twos. So it's all mixed up. To build you a combo pack that you could just take home, all with matching Ah, flowers. You and the kids planting, plant them right into your own pots. It's a do-it-yourself. It's a do-it-yourself combo pack. Without without any
0: guesses, you basically put something in the middle, something around the outside, and go from there. Yeah, it's all designed
1: for you, and and the color coordinated, and you know layers and. I just thought that was a brilliant
0: idea. So, well, well, you, well, you good look job, at, do Annie you and Melissa. Look at right now, well, all right, Melissa's not here, but Annie's swelling up. Yeah, Annie. Yeah. That one filler you did is
1: who uses Dusty Miller? We have Dusty Miller, and I always wonder who using They're great using for sun. Oh my gosh, people They're, love
2: to see Dusty they, Miller. Okay, so the, I, I, so the I, accent that I used was, is called Angel Wings. And that is basically. It looks like a dusty Another miller, dusty but it's miller, yeah. it's a huge foliage. The angelwigs is is a huge. It's foliage. a bigger foliage. It's a larger foliage, and the and the dusty miller. I'm telling you right now, I, I have seen dusty miller on the side of houses that has
0: they get survived
2: longer than longer than a frost. I we, mean, it's it's crazy.
1: We had some some vine that Jane uses as filler in some of the baskets. That has fallen into the landscape and mm. survived and has popped up that's this the vine What is it? With the purple flower. No. No? Is it Creeping it's, Jenny? It, it's a, what in the hell is it? It's an ivy, it's an ivy looking thing.
0: That's two yeah, varieties Vincabine. of vinca. For those oh, of you, a vinca vine? You, the yeah. vinca vine that you use and it has a variegated leaf and it crawls oh. along. It makes a beautiful ground cover. Okay. That's so, what's
2: in the, that's within the geranium basket. So yeah. the
1: vinca vine is a thing that. It, that survived the winter.
0: Oh, I mean, it's one got you planted out of those. It's, no, I well
2: in the geranium When gets, I was yes, over sir. Black Diamond, well, yeah, I had a customer. Everything. I
0: had a customer that came in religiously. She and, and we're not recording this, are we? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay, this. well we're recording it. She came in religiously. The <laughs> annuals don't necessarily just mean that it's done for one year. For instance, right? Yeah, you and, can you can get the vinca vines going to come back this, year after year. The angel wings, the the uh, dusty miller. The kale, things of that nature, which we'll bring Antibiac on board. I think we better close.
1: You've got mail. Mike Carey from Gurney, Illinois, which is north of Chicago, wants to know why so many maple spinners, or helicopters as some people call them, are falling right now, especially after last spring's bumper crop of spinners. No pun intended there. Now, here, I'm going to tell you something. Why... Why is so many
0: spinners you like, know those, in a number of years? Like Those years. basically, those. The, no, why so many? It became, because it's a fertile female. Yeah. Did but, you know there's males and females and everything? Yes,
1: what, but she she was fertile last year too. She, I, mean, I mean, at my house, I mean, we had a ton of spinners. We're talking why about we maple
0: tree seeds that are floating around all over the place. Yes, we are. Thank and they're getting very. into the gutters. What basically is occurring, those seeds have been fertilized with the pollen. From the male trees. Every every tree has a flower. I, I don't care. Most people don't recognize that the maple trees had beautiful flowers this year. The guys were out there going, poof, 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 and the girls were going, oh, come on, bring it on, bring it on, buddy. And they ended up having babies, such as the seeds, which are going to produce new plants. Yeah, but, Why well, so aren't many? They,
1: aren't they tired it, from last year? I
0: don't know if trees could get headaches. <laughs>
1: I I'm just curious.
0: Because- no, basically this is what it is. Every there's a male and a female. The females are the ones with the little helicopters and basically what they basically do is they get fertilized from the male pollen and they they're done. Yeah, but is it isn't there
1: a sequential thing like one one heavy year and one light year? It
0: depends on what the previous year was like. I'm telling you, the previous if year was, was very heavy. If it was very heavy, that you can't really go by that prediction. Now, why do they go by rings on on trees to find out how old they are or if there was a drought that they went through? So your farmer's
1: almanac is not
0: accurate. No, you know what I can do? It is accurate. It can, It depends on the season. And you said that they had a bumper crop last year. Yeah. Well, what was the previous year like of I that?
1: I don't know that one. She didn't say. It could say. have
0: been a mini drought. Last year in the Midwest, we had what they called a very sparse uh, precipitation content. In other words, they weren't going to call it a drought. It was a drought. So it's a it's a survival of the fittest routine.
1: I understand why it does that, but why is it doing it again?
0: The thing that you see this year was because of last year, the roots... The leaves, the flowers, is all because of what happened the previous season. You you can have a multi, a number
1: of heavy spinners, in a of several years in a row.
0: If we have a decent year right now, next year you barely see any of them. Oh, that's what I
1: thought last year, and that's Carrie <clears throat> also. But we agrees. had a drought last year.
0: Okay, if you if you remember, we were in ninety degree temperatures for almost twelve weeks. Okay. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Okay. And I'll just finish it by telling Scott and his wife that everything that's growing this year on the trees is directly related to what they went through last year so that they can develop and build up for this year. We went 90 degrees plus temperatures for I don't know how many days. Right, right. It was, it was a lot of days. I And agree. so it's, it's, a, it's kind of like a survival of the fittest routine. In other words, right. they're prepping. Why do, why do oak trees? Some of them don't barely have an acorn. But then some years, you get nothing but all over the place. You can't park a car in the street because the acorns are falling on them. So it's because of the previous season. They were prepping for it. Got you. All right, Mike. Thanks, Scott. Hey, where'd Annie go? Um, I'm here. Okay, you want to say goodbye?
2: Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. It was really a great pleasure, more so that I'm not on the clock right now at work, and I'm a little little uh, you more know what? into it. we are got to do this she, more frequently, except actually next-
1: gets to talk about Annie's annuals. In a relaxed state. In a relaxed state. I'll bring gummies next time. But all I can we'll say, all, hey,
2: all I can say is, I am surrounded in Scott's basement. I don't know if we ever talk about this. this Scott is a and Jane's basement. Okay, it's a studio, but he has the best vinyls on the wall. He's got his drum set surrounding us, so this is the perfect location for any type of any type of podcast. So I am just blessed to be here. Thank you, guys. Oh,
0: you're welcome. You want to say goodbye, Scott? You really want to say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Scott. I'm Michael Work, the garden guy. This is your Midwest Garden Podcast. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Your Midwest Garden. If you like today's conversation, please share this podcast with friends and family. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Plus, if you have any show topics you'd like us to discuss, head on over to our sponsor's Facebook page, which is Black Diamond Garden Center, and message them your topic idea. For all of us at Your Midwest Garden Podcast, I'm Michael Rourke, the garden guy. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation.